be with you. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to the Lord. The apostles gathered together with Jesus and reported all they had done and taught. Jesus said to them, Come away by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. But people were coming in great numbers, and they had no opportunity even to eat. So they went off by themselves in a boat to a deserted place. But the people saw them leaving, and many came to know about it. They hastened there on foot from all the towns and arrived at the place before them. When he disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So any children, anybody 12 or under, like to come up for a children's homily? No one 12 or under. Okay, 14 or under. 16, 60. Who's going to come up for this children's homily? Otherwise, I don't get to play with my boat. I want to play with my boat. Oh, come on. Somebody come up. You want to come up? Here we go. We need children for the children's homily. All right. All right. No children. Okay, well, here, you're going to get it anyway. This is a boat. <laughs> and it has a propeller. Let's see. I've got to turn this thing on. There we go. It's got a propeller. Do you see it running? Yeah. And it's got a rudder. It goes to the right or to the left. That's right. Now, why is that, why is that important today? And then I've got to figure out how to get this thing back on here. There we kind of go. All right. Jesus, when he goes to this, he thinks it's a deserted place, he, right? He decides that, you know, he, he and the disciples need a vacation. I can understand that. So he decides to go to a deserted place, but when he gets there, the people hear that he's left, and they run so that they can get there before Jesus does. And when Jesus gets out of the boat and he sees the people on the on, there on the shore, he begins to weep for them. And he says they are like sheep without a shepherd. And being a sheep without a shepherd is a lot like having being a boat without a rudder, right? You can't guide it. You can't steer it. You don't know where it's going to go. It's likely to run aground or run into rocks. So we need to have guidance in our lives. Otherwise, we might just keep going the same old direction, and who knows where we'll wind up. The other day, I was, uh, well, I got back from vacation, and guess what? I was out of money. I was out of cash, right? I spent everything I had, so I had to go uh, to the bank to get some cash. They have this wonderful machine there. It's a machine, and you, you kind of tickle it, and it gives you cash. It's, great, it's a great thing. So I went into the machine to get some cash, and right next to the bank, is this uh, empty building that used to be a blockbuster video. Anybody remember blockbuster video? Oh, man, that was the, that was the thing back in the day. We used to go there and, and, and pick out a movie, take it home and watch it. Well, we used to do that. Cheryl and I would go there with the kids, and we would spend an hour trying to pick out a movie that everybody agreed they wanted to watch. Have you gone through this, right, with, with your family? We'd spend more time picking out a movie than we'd spend watching it. But, you know, I drive by this place. It's all empty now. 
has been for years. And I know movies are a whole lot easier now. You know, you can just go on Netflix or Amazon Prime, watch whatever you want to watch. But you know, I, I kind of missed it. I was a little nostalgic about this place, this blockbuster video that I remember good family times trying to pick out a movie. And it's easy for us to get nostalgic over the simplest things because most of us don't like change. Change makes us uncomfortable. Well, Jesus, as you remember the gospel from last week, today's kind of a continuation of that. He sends the, the, the apostles out into the villages to preach the kingdom of God. And as they do, people are realizing that everything in life has changed. The world is now a different place because Jesus has shown up. Now we know that as we read in the Old Testament, there were a couple of prophets in the Old Testament that, that worked miracles. Elijah and Elisha are, are the two biggest miracle workers in the Old Testament. And Elijah, he was a prophet, he preached and he taught and he worked miracles. And Elisha was his disciple. And Elisha prayed to have a double portion of Elijah's spirit. And so sure enough in the Bible you see that Elijah worked five miracles. And Elisha, who prayed for the double portion, he worked ten miracles. He actually had to do one, perform one miracle after he died, which was a trick in and of itself. But nonetheless, that was it. That was the, the miracle portion of the Old Testament. Well, here comes Jesus. He is healing hundreds, maybe thousands, they're bringing to him lepers, and he's cleansing them. He's bringing the blind, and he's giving them sight. The deaf, and he's enabling them to hear. The sick, and he's, he's, he's healing them. And he's bringing those who are oppressed, and he's setting them free. And not just five or six or ten, but hundreds of them. And then he sends his apostles out into the villages, and they're doing the same thing. This has never been done before. Everything in the world changed when Jesus showed up. And those who needed, those who were hungry for God, those who needed healing, those who needed a touch from God, those who were sick of the way things had been, they longed and they yearned for Jesus. They ran around the lake to get to him so they could learn more from him. But those who were profiting over the way things were well, you know the story. They put him to death. And when Jesus sees the people, he weeps for them because he says they are like sheep without a shepherd. And many of them needed healing. Many of them needed to be set free. But they all needed to be taught. They all needed to learn. They all needed to be nourished by the word of God that brings love and healing and freedom into their lives. See, there were plenty of oppressors in Jesus' day. Plenty of people who wanted to tell them what to do. Plenty of people who had opinions and agendas they wanted to enforce on the crowds. There were the priests who insisted everybody come to Jerusalem and offer expensive sacrifices, but many couldn't afford that. There were the Pharisees who insisted everybody follow their own interpretation, strict interpretation of the law, and it was too heavy of a burden for common people. And then, of course, there were the Romans who insisted that everybody accept 
their occupation and pay their taxes, and they couldn't afford that. The poor, the hungry, those who needed healing, those who were oppressed, they longed for God to step into their lives, and Jesus came, demanding nothing of the people but faith. And through that faith, he brings healing to those who are sick. He brings freedom to those who are oppressed. And he preaches to all the love of God. Jesus weeps for them because they are like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus has no desire to enforce some kind of new law upon them. Rather, he desires to write the law of love in their hearts so that they can follow God by knowing what God is calling them to do. In our own day, we know that there are lots of oppressors, aren't there? Oh my goodness gracious, there are so many talking heads that want to tell you what to do, that have an opinion or an agenda and want to make sure that you follow their opinion and their agenda, but they don't bring any kind of love or unity into our society. I've never seen our society so divided, so filled with suspicion of one another, so filled with sarcasm and so filled with wanting to separate and divide us. Jesus wants to bring us together in unity through love and through healing and through freedom. We too, in our society today, are so much like sheep without a shepherd because we listen to so many voices but often fail to listen to the one voice of the Good Shepherd who desires to change everything in our lives, to set us free from the oppression of those who would oppress us, to bring us into the knowledge and love of God that we may live by the law of love written on our hearts and those who he would set us free and bring healing into our lives. Jesus wept for the people because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And thanks be to God that by the Holy Spirit in the church, God, Jesus has set up shepherds. I mean, that's one of the nice things about being Catholic. We get to have a pope, right? We get to have someone who stands there as, as, as shepherd of the people. We call him the vicar of Christ because he has a role to play as shepherd of the church and begins to lead us. And unfortunately, a big part of that is because even in the church there are, are oppressors. There are those who desire to, to lead the people of God into, into captivity, into some kind of adherence to a set of rules and not to live by the love of God. Unfortunately, in this last week even, Pope Francis had to bring some discipline to priests who were saying, you have to do things our way or you're not a real Catholic. And Pope Francis had to bring some discipline to those priests and say, no, we're here for unity. I mean, even in our own parish, we have a couple of different kinds of masses, right? We have the mass that everybody's here. We have a traditional mass that's a little bit different, but none, not one's right and one wrong. We're all here together, and we get to worship God within the expressions of our own personality. But yet, we get to experience the love and the healing and the freedom that Jesus brings. Jesus came and started a revolution. He changed everything. He changed everything so that the people didn't have to go to Jerusalem to offer expensive sacrifices anymore. They didn't have to pay attention to Pharisees who wanted to place burdens upon them that they couldn't carry. They could live in complete freedom. And in fact, 
He even brought together Jews and Gentiles. We saw that in the second reading. That created such a stir in the church, the Jews couldn't stand the Gentiles, and the Gentiles couldn't understand the Jews. And, but Jesus brought us all together to make us one. Because it doesn't matter where you come from, whether you're Jew or Gentile, it doesn't matter what color your skin is, what your culture is, what your language is, what kind of mass you want to go to. What matters is that you need the love of God. You need his healing presence in your lives. And you need the freedom that only Jesus can bring by giving us his truth. Which is why when he sees the people like sheep without a shepherd, he teaches them. He nourishes them. He's not going to stand there and tell people what to do. He is going to give them the nourishment of the word of God that by the Holy Spirit brings love and healing and freedom into our lives. But how do we receive that? How do we receive this love and this healing and this freedom that Jesus promises? Jesus told us that what you give will be given to you. And if we want to experience the love of God in our lives, then we need to allow the love of God to flow through us to others. We need to share our love with those around us who maybe we don't like, maybe they smell, maybe they don't, we don't appreciate the way they live. Maybe they want to say mass in a different language than we do. But to express the love of God to them, when I was a kid in Texas, I used to swim in, in the San Marcos River, and I always enjoyed it. It was a nice, cold river, you know. It was, it was fun to get into the waters and swim. But one of the things I discovered that when you try to swim upstream, it doesn't work very well. It's hard. So you want to go with the flow of the river. And it's the same way. If we want to experience the love of God, we need to go with the flow of the love of God. Let the love of God not only come to us, but flow through us and out to others. And allow healing, the healing power of God, to flow through us out to others as well. To reach out into others' lives and to see their needs and to care for them. To let God's healing power flow through us. And to bring freedom to bring freedom in the truth that Christ has for us. That's why it's so important that we spend time in the Gospels reading and meditating upon the life and teaching ministry of Jesus so that we can absorb his life into our life. And we can know when we hear talking heads on television telling us something that doesn't go along with what Jesus is preaching and teaching, that's not going along with the way Jesus lived his life, we can reject that and say, I'm not getting bound in that kind of oppression. I'm going to follow the truth of Jesus that leads me to freedom. Jesus started a revolution, setting us free from the bondage of the oppressors of this world into the freedom of his love, his grace, his healing, his freedom, his truth. This is a revolution God has called us to live. 
I know that people like me, I really like to stick to my old blockbuster video. But Jesus is leading us into a new future. Jesus is leading us to a new place, a place of grace, a place of love, of love, a place of hope. We desire to join in his revolution, to let Jesus take away from us the pain and the hurts and the sorrows of our life and to give us his healing to give us his grace, to require nothing of anyone but their faith, to accept God's love, to receive God's healing, and in the truth of Christ be set free from all the lies and the oppressions of the enemy. This is a revolution to change the world. We pray this, don't we? Come. Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and we shall be recreated. We shall be transformed. We shall be changed. We shall become renewed into something that is completely new and different. We shall be recreated in the love of God and then through us, you shall renew the earth. This is a revolution. Let us not shrink back.